in the epistle this morning, in the second reading, we heard, Jesus likewise shared in flesh and blood that through death he might destroy the one who has the power of death, that is, the devil, and free those who through fear of death had been subject to slavery all their life. Okay, now those are all Bible words. Those are all churchy words. What does it mean to live and to die not being afraid of the power of death? What does that actually look like? I want to, to tell you a story, true story. <clears throat> Just after midnight, on February the 3rd of 1943, an act of extraordinary unselfishness by a group of men became a legend of martyrdom and of sacrifice. When the army ship Dorchester was torpedoed by the Germans just south of Greenland that night, its passengers and crew had 25 minutes to abandon the boat. As 902 people went for the life jackets, it quickly was discovered there weren't near enough. Of the 13 light boats, only two functioned. In the ship's final minutes, Methodist senior chaplain George Lansing Fox, Jewish rabbi Alexander Good, Dutch Reformed pastor Clark V. Poling, and Father John P. Washington, a Roman Catholic priest, were helping passengers leave the vessel. Then four men appeared, all of them without life jackets. The chaplains quickly gave up their own vests and went down with the ship, perishing in the freezing water. Survivors saw them locked arm in arm, praying and singing the Navy hymn, Eternal Father, strong to save. Just before the ship dove beneath the waves, it was a night as dramatic as the sinking of the Titanic, but without a blockbuster movie to record the drama. The four immortal chaplains, as they are now known, have been honored many times, including on a postage stamp issued in their honor by the U.S. Postal Service.
the first Sunday of February in many Protestant denominations is referred to as the Four Chaplains Sunday. They presented and offered themselves completely for the well-being of others. That's what it means to live sacrificially. They presented and offered themselves completely for the well-being of others. Just as Jesus was presented to God in his heavenly Father in the temple of Jerusalem. And for what reason? For the salvation of the whole world. That's what it means to live and to die without fearing the one who has power of death. That is the devil. And free those who through fear of death had been subject to slavery to death all of their life. Human beings are an interesting lot. You know, sometimes we act as if we fear death, but at the same time, we want to watch on television people who look at death and laugh. So which is it? Do we fear death or do we find people who look death in the eyes without fear? We're always told we can't have it both ways. Well, as a culture, we do have it both ways. And by the way, for those of you who have not been following, NASCAR starts this afternoon. I think it's at 4 o'clock on Fox. It may be 5, I don't know. Um, and uh, they're going to be in Los Angeles running a little short track. But that's another story, and most of us would not admit that we only watch to see if there's going to be a crash this time. In the first reading taken from the prophet Malachi, the prophet speaks of the, of the Lord suddenly coming to Jerusalem to purify lax, lazy, and indifferent priests. Whoa. Isn't that a fun one to wake up to this morning? Yeah, coming after us, the lax, the lazy, the indifferent priests of the temple, and to do so in such a way as if silver is being purified with fire. It gets a little hot before the purification is finished. The old man Simeon saw the infant Jesus as the fulfillment of this prophecy of Malachi. He saw Jesus as the Lord who has come to the temple destined to be the downfall and the rising up 
of many in Israel. In the second reading, St. Paul proclaims Jesus as our eternal high priest of the new covenant. Jesus offered himself on the altar of Calvary. The only pure priestly sacrifice that could both please and honor God. Let me say that first part again. Jesus offered himself on the altar of Calvary. That's why we as Catholic Christians do not just see this as a table. We see it as an altar. But beyond that, without losing sight of what's going on here, we see the true altar of Calvary where Jesus gave himself as a sacrifice, as a sacrifice for the whole human race. Then in the gospel, it is described how Joseph, as head of the Holy Family of Nazareth, presented Mary and the baby Jesus in the temple of God for the mother's purification and for the child's redemption. According to the Old Testament, every firstborn son belonged to God. He was God's. Ladies, I'm, I'm sorry, sounds a little sexist. Mm, but there is some good news there. At least I don't have to put all of you in a convent. So, you know, find the, the positives where you can. Every firstborn belonged to the Lord. And it took the sacrifice, the gift, the offering of two pigeons or two turtle doves without blemish. And folks, you just didn't pick those up at Walmart or even Petco or Puppyland. You had to buy those from the purveyors of fine sacrifices. Can't you imagine what that TV commercial would have looked like? Mattress Mac, the purveyor of fine spotless sacrifice. Okay. They cost what we used to call a pretty penny. It was a sacrifice. It was a gift from the heart to redeem that child and to honor God and to thank God for the safe delivery of that woman. That woman had a name. Her name was Mary. And that young man but we know, having watched the whole story, that redemption just was part of a greater story of sacrifice. Then they uh, encounter that old man, the prophet Simeon. In his prophecy, Simeon extols the divine blessings 
which the Messiah is bringing to Israel and to all humanity. And he predicts that Mary will play a crucial and sacrifice. There's that word again. Why do I keep bumping into that word today? The sacrificial role in her son's redemptive work by sharing in her son's sufferings. You know, we use the word sacrifice a lot. If you're watching baseball, sometimes a batter has to lay down a bunt and got a pretty good odds that it's going to be a, for a sacrifice. He's not going to get too far, but it's going to keep the team moving. Sacrifice. Sacrifice in this particular setting is the destruction or the surrender of something for the sake of something else that we believe is of greater value. Just a moment for parents, grandparents, godparents. We, if we're good role models, if we're good at the role of parenting, are quite willing to sacrifice all sorts of things for our children, our grandchildren, our godchildren, our nieces, our nephews, the people who we are responsible for. We give up all sorts of things. If you've ever been followed by a toddler to the toilet, you know one of the first things you give up is privacy. And the second thing you give up is my personal space. <laughs> if you've ever had children, <laughs> oh, there is no such thing as personal space, nor a personal cookie. Huh? Yeah. Cookie, cookie, cookie. Yeah, right. There is no such thing after a child is born into a household where one has a personal Oreo. In fact, you better listen to your Baptist neighbors because the only thing you are going to have is a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. And you're supposed to share that with your children too. Sacrifice. Well, here we go again, guys. That word keeps coming back. It's time for us to kick off. Come on. Kick off the DSF 2022. What did we give it? Two weeks? Two weeks rest. And now it's time to do it again. Yes, we are blessed to have, through your giving, through many of you, your sacrificial giving, we met our 2021 goal and exceeded it just a little bit. And yes, the Archdiocese heard our plea 
and actually reduced our goal for 2022 to $135,000 instead of last year's $150,000. Yeah, and, and you're doing the math in your head and you're going, my goodness, Father, well, but that was only $15,000. Yeah, well, be in John Winselowitz's shoes or Mario's shoes or my shoes on about the 30th day of December when we're still trying to get just over the hump. That $15,000 feels like $15 million. So there's, there's some good news. We made it last year, and this year the goal has been lessened. But it still means that we must not reduce our sacrificial work towards the sacrificial goals that the Cardinal has elucidated for 2022. Now, if we can make technology work, there should be a slide that comes up. And there it is. There's that first slide. The cards are in the pews. If you gave last year, if you participated last year, you should have already gotten yours, as we did at our household. They did everything for you but put a stamp on it and fill it out. Now, I don't want the cardinal filling out my card. But it may be a surprise to you all that, yes, Father Mario, Myself, yeah, we have to give too. We have to sacrifice too to get over this hump. But if you look at that card, it's virtually the same as always. Tell us who you are. Put in your spouse's name if applicable. Last evening at 4 o'clock, I said, put your name and address and your spouse's address and they didn't get that. I, I don't know what Father Mario's been feeding that four o'clock group, but they just didn't get that. So then I just added the notion, that's the reason why they have been married for 30 years. Yeah. <laughs> Two separate addresses. Anyway, I have these moments. Your phone number, your email address, the parish that you want your gift to be recognized through and for St. Cyril's. And then on the second one, the second slide, how do you want to give your gift? Whether it's a one-time gift? I hope not, but maybe it is. Maybe it has to come at the end of the year because of the way that you are paid or bonuses, or whatever, or it can be a monthly gift, or a quarterly gift. And they start out those monthly gifts at $25, and then they, all the way at the other side, other. Maybe your gift falls into other. Maybe you could do a $10 gift once a month, or a $5 gift once a month. 
however you can do it. All we're going to say is thank you. And then if you want to give by way of a credit card, you can do that. The information's all there. You can give online at the Archdiocese of Galveston, Houston, otherwise pronounced as archdiocese.org slash DSF. I don't know. English language is not long for this world. Anyway, and always remember that if something happens and you can't fulfill that pledge, you are always encouraged to call and just say, hey, I can't do it. It's, it things didn't go the way I had thought they would. I need to change that. And then on the last page, there's our smiling cardinal. He gives. Mario gives. I give. Clergy give. People give. You give. Big gifts. Little gifts. All sorts of gifts. If you want to fill yours out today before Mass is over and put it in the um, collection plate, that's perfectly fine. If you want to take it home, we encourage you to take it home, but only if you're going to sit down with your children, grandchildren, godchildren, nieces, nephews, around the breakfast room table and talk to them about why you as a household are going to give whatever you're going to give. You know, maybe it's 250 a week. But explain to your children, on, on Fridays, we're not going to stop at McDonald's to get French fries and a soft drink after school. That's what we're going to give up on Fridays. And that's going to be our gift to DSF. However you choose to give, in whatever way you choose to give, you know, the end of it is, thank you, thank you, thank you. Your gifts are going to help support places like San Jose Clinic, who is celebrating 100 years in their neighborhood of providing life-saving care. It's going to support things like the Office of Family Life Ministry, which has 50-plus programs that strengthen and help our families, and the Office of Young Adult and Campus Ministry, through which we are able to accompany young Catholics to help them grow in their faith and to form them as disciples of the risen Lord. So I hope that you'll take a look at those through the lens of sacrifice, of giving something for a greater good and always know whatever you can do in whatever way you can do it, we're always first to say thank you and thank you and thank you. Amen.